1: Oh, there it is. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday night Bible study and fellowship here on Shoe and YouTube. Pleased to have you with us tonight um, and appreciate the ones that are going to listen later. Tonight we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, one, one of the, <laughs> I say this all the time, but one of the greatest chapters, Paul, it's just an awesome chapter. Paul really covers basic Christian life, plus he gives hope. He give, there, there's hope for the future in this chapter, and he mentions um, about our new, parts about our new body. I'm going to mention that in the first few verses. He talks about um, the way a Christian, one way you tell somebody, if somebody is a Christian or a person ought to ask themselves these questions that Paul's going to uh, bring up later on in the chapter. It also brings up the judgment seat of Christ. Um, The Apostle Paul was the only one that talked about the judgment seat of Christ. And two different, except, well, the Lord Jesus hints at it in his book in the Revelation. He's hinting at it in chapter three, but the Apostle Paul just comes right out and talks about it. with one verse here in chapter five when it goes into detail in first corinthians chapter three but anyway it's all wonderful and we're going to go ahead and, and get started right now brother dave open us in a word of prayer
0: okay father in the name of jesus we give you thanks this evening we thank you lord for the book of second corinthians and we pray tonight that the holy spirit anoint these words that Pastor Don is teaching that the anointing is on the Word of God and that the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, teach everyone who's here presently, currently with us and also those who download later, whether it's on TalkShoe or YouTube. And Lord, I pray that the convicting power of the Word of God teach us, convince us of the truths and realities and of sin in our life that we need to constantly be cleansed from for fellowship with you, not for salvation, but for fellowship, and Lord, in this day and age, we are in so much need of fellowship with you, the world is yes, full Father. of deception and darkness, and everywhere we go, the deception is just impervious, it penetrates everyone, everywhere, all the time, and Father, it's only by Your grace by the blood of Jesus Christ that has transferred us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Do we have light in us? And Lord, we know that there's times where we believe lies. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will show us if we're believing in any lies and any deception anywhere in our life, Lord. We pray that the light would be fully, fully in our entire heart and our entire mind our entire spirit just be filled with light father in jesus name by the grace of the lord jesus and by the working of his spirit in us and lord i lift up to you brother steve who's probably had some illness or some rough times the past week and i pray for him lord that he would be strengthened that he'd be renewing his fellowship with the lord in the spirit That he'd pray and that he'd have joy and peace in his heart and his whole family, Lord, be blessed. And Lord, I I lift up to you, Brother Brian, over there in Britain, Lord. I pray for his body, that he'd have relief from physical pain and that his fellowship with, with the Lord Jesus Christ would be strengthened and his desire would be strengthened to serve the Lord in purity and in Perfection by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And tonight, Lord, we give thanks for all these things. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen.
1: Amen and amen. Yes, Brother Brian is in a a mess over there in in Great Britain. And I pray that the Lord would continue a hedge around him and his family. He's a shining light over there in a dark place. And it's just getting darker, literally, <laughs> literally darker, skin color-wise and spirit-wise yes. as well. Um, this push of the ocean, the, the the ocean that came out of the dragon's mouth is um, trying to cover the whole earth. That ocean being um, heathen people. Yes. And, um, If people don't understand that, it's because you're not studying the Word of God. And we we pray that the Lord will hurry up and and open the earth up and swallow that bunch, that he's trying to uh, overcome his people, his Anglo-Saxon Israeli people, and um, swallow it up and say and, and protect the remnant that he's got left. And that's what we think about quite a bit and pray for all the time that that would hurry up and take place. But as we know, the Lord does everything according to his timetable, not ours. And as we read in Daniel, Daniel's one of the greatest places to find out that things are done at an appointed time, not according to how much what we do, no matter what we do, how much we pray. Or everything that the Lord's got His appointed time for certain things on His calendar, like it says in Daniel in two or three chapters in Daniel, things happen at the appointed time. And um, we, we we're thankful that the Lord has done shorten the days, because if He hadn't if He hadn't made a point to shorten the days, there'd be no none no flesh left alive on the earth. And we pray that we th- we're thankful that. He has shortened the days, and we're thankful that we're on the other side already. Even though we don't realize it consciously right now, we're we're with him, see, with him in heavenly places, and we've done won the, the victory. Amen. Ours. We just don't know. We just don't know it yet. But we have that victory through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. He won that victory for us at Calvary, and when He come out of that grave the third day, He won that victory for us. And may we never, never, never let the praise leave our lips for that special, that special thing, that special salvation that we have in him. And we're in him, he's in us. And we can always fall back to that, that precious safety of being in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But anyway, here in Second Corinthians chapter 5. Mentioned a few things that we're going to run across, but brother, brother Dave, just start off and read the very first verse, and I got a few
0: comments to make. Okay, okay. I, I'll say one word: dissolved. Amen. If that has any meaning? Okay, Second Dissolve, Corinthians
1: is not is not the it's not the word that I got, but that's okay. okay. We've got two different revelations we're
0: going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Okay.
1: That's okay. Just stop right there with that first verse.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. We see here, the Bible says, for we know. So we know we're born again. We know the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We're in Christ Jesus, we know that if we die, if we if this earthly, if the house of this earthly tabernacle is talking about, Paul's using metaphorical terms, talking about this old fleshy body that covers our soul and spirit, we're dissolved, that we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Here in this verse it's the only other time the greek word authoritarion is used if brother dave would if he would turn to jude and read about the angels putting up putting up leaving their first estate and that's the only other place it's used and i'll, I'll, I'll bring out the, uh, what i want to talk to you about there
0: okay Because now,
1: over the time this word, this house, this house that we're covered with, this house that it, it, Paul's using in metaphorical terms, this building of God, and, and, uh, is call uh, is an orcterion. All right, just key. It's the Greek word. Nobody knows exactly what it means, and I'm going to bring out a little bit more insight into it after Brother Dave reads about the angels that
0: sing. Go ahead, Brother Dave. And uh, Jude 1, verse 6, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness.
1: That's good enough right there. Left their own Mm -hmm. habitation. Okay. Right. For the angels to be able to cohabit with women. They had to leave their own habitation. Now, you might think, well, that's just talking about they had to leave heaven. No, that's not That's not what it's talking about. They had to put off this Greek word called orkiterion. What the angels put off to be able to cohabit with women, they put theirs off, they left it behind, got rid of it some way, whatever it is is exactly the thing that we put on ourselves that we not that we it later on and it says that we'd not be found naked now the word naked think about the word naked that's associated with sex nakedness is well the angels had to put off their orchiterion and get naked, to speak metaphorically, to be able to cohabit with women on the earth. Well, when we get to glory, we're going to put on this on whatever it is, that will cover our soul and spirit, and that will take away the ability of cohabiting and that solves the problem of any of uh, it like the lord said as the angels in heaven there's no marriage or given in marriage and that word naked jumped out to me this afternoon which could it just said the lord the lord said see there it's nakedness that orcutarian's got some the angels put theirs off it had to do with sex with them it's the absence of sex with us and have. Because it tells you that our neck, and it, go ahead and finish reading back in Second in Corinthians 5. Read verse 2, brother.
0: Okay. I'll finish uh, verse 1. We have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Keep on. Okay, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked.
1: See there, that yes. we be found not naked. Will the angels put off theirs, which made them found they were naked? What all this? This naked is not the kind of naked that whatever it is, it's something supernatural. It's something It's something um, that God does. It's not speaking like put. It's Paul's using it in his terminology like clothes, but it's not clothes. It's something else that go, that that's part of our new body. That's a body like Christ. That we're promised that we're going to get a body just like Christ. Jesus says we'll be as the angels in heaven. So the, whatever this naked, Paul can't even explain it completely. Therefore, he uses metaphorically speaking the word naked here. And in both play, in both play, both in, with, with the angels, it had to do with sex. With us, well, there won't be no thinking about any kind of sex. But whatever this thing is, whatever this thing is, this architerion, it's a big deal whatever it is you follow me brother David you see
0: what I'm saying yes oh yes mm-hmm. that's good I see and, it and when you
1: were talking about the word dissolved is there any special thing you want to bring out about that
0: yeah mine's not quite as spiritual as yours but it is a a, a fairly big topic um it, you know it's been of concern through ever since Christianity was formed and that would be dissolved and what happens to your body now paul is saying hey don't worry about it if your body's totally dissolved if you're immersed in acid and you're broken apart into the molecular level and your body is in the water and washed all the four corners of the earth don't worry about it you know how people have worried historically what happens oh we We had his body uh, burned um, and now it's just ashes. And you know how, or what happens to someone who died in the sea and the fish ate his body and it's obliterated and dissolved over time? How's he ever going to be resurrected? Yeah. Well, if I read this verse, it tells me not to worry about that because you have one in heaven.
1: That tells you there's something below the molecular structure that only God knows.
0: Yeah, and you have a tabernacle already. And we that's exactly right,
1: because it tells you in the book of Revelation, the the sea gives up her dead. Yes. Yes. So whatever this whatever this is on the molecular structure, the sea gives up and it comes back together. God makes it come back together to where it can stand before him and be judged at the great white throne judgment. Mhm. Whatever it is. So yeah, people worried about that. The, the, the talking about people worrying about their bodies, and the world's turning toward uh, cremation now. There's uh, for oh, yes. now for the last twenty or thirty years, it's <clears throat> excuse me, been turning toward cremation, and all the reasons are whether running out of space to bury people, stuff like that. The reason mm-hmm. I'm against cremation has nothing to do with me worrying about my body being found by the Lord okay my my acts with 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 uh, paganism is because Christians it is it, it, simply because it's paganism the pagans were the first were the ones that instituted as far as we know in history instituted cremation
0: mm-hmm
1: therefore that's the reason i have an axe against it right that's purely the only reason because i like brother dave said and like the bible clearly saying here it doesn't matter about if the body's dissolved in acid like brother dave said or or the fish eat it or whatever or it you you know it, it doesn't matter the lord's got it covered with this orcutarian He's got, we're going to get a covering for the spirit and soul. Energy cannot be. See what? <clears throat> let me get down a little bit more spiritual on it, if it's such a thing. Your, your body, energy cannot be created nor destroyed after it's been created in this enclosed environment we live in in the firmament. It turns to energy. It does not dissipate into nothingness. In other words, it just transfers to a different form. So that form that it transfers into, even if it's burned up, it transfers to a gas, a gaseous substance, like smoke. Well, it hadn't went anywhere. It's still there in the smoke. You follow me, David? You see what I'm saying? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the mm-hmm.
1: Lord's ability to pull, he spoke the world into existence, existence out of nothing. It's very easily easy for him to speak that body back together from the energy that's still available. That's still available, it's just changed form. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So don't let that be a fear to you. Because it was a fear at one time, like Brother Dave said, and it, boy, it has been down south. I've heard people talk about it just recently in the last two months. Somebody asked me the question. i mean, one of the one of our brothers about cremation, and I told him exactly what I told what I told you. I didn't get it, we didn't get into the orcterion stuff and and um, what the angels put off and what we put on. I didn't get into that, but I told him the reason that I'm against cremation. I'm against cremation because it's pagan in origin. Okay, and It ain't got nothing to do with you. Would you get a new body of in in just exactly the way the Lord wants it at all, period. But I'm against it because it's pagan. I mean, I've already got a great plot. My mind's done there. It was was taken care of years ago. I've got a place to be buried, but some people don't. And they may choose cremation. That's between them and the Lord, okay? But just don't have any fear about it is what I'm trying. I'm trying to waylay any fear you may have that Satan may try to put into your mind some spirit may whisper into your subconscious oh don't don't get cremated or don't let this happen the lord won't be able to put your body back together well that's asinine okay <laughs> yeah even that period but the, where this word naked appears and this this building of god this word this greek word that only appears twice appears in the context with the angels they had to put theirs off their habitation whatever it is to be able to cohabit with women and we put it on so that we be not found naked and like i said that nakedness i don't think has anything to do with the nakedness like we think i think there's something deeper i don't know what it is The Lord spoke to me about it this afternoon as I was going over the chapter. It just popped out. Then I put those two together. I've I've never heard anybody even make the connection before. Never, ever. Have you, Brother Dave? Uh, No, I haven't. So uh, anyway, I just don't know what kind of edification you can get out of that. But the Lord gave it to me, so I gave it to y'all. And brother Dave, that's excellent that he brought out about the dissolve because it gave me the opportunity to talk about cremation and and stuff like that, which is an excellent. Yeah,
0: thing. it's um, it's a concern too because you know we war against flesh and blood, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the authorities and powers in the heavenly places. You know, this lends uh, weaponry or. Understanding more to why we war against them, and part of the reason why they so hate us is you're yep. probably aware of this very fact that we're going to pull them they took off. And they want to prevent that if they can, and they hate us for it.
1: Yes. They hate us, period. The, the fallen angels and Lucifer hate our guts. Amen. To put it in just to no rational carnal term. They hate our guts. They were the first creations of God, not us. Therefore, the jealousy that's there that God would love them. See, they have feelings as well. They have pride. Oh, yeah. They have certain feelings. And God chose us over them, and that's one of the re- in my opinion. It, I say it's my opinion that I'm not can't prove it, but in my opinion, that's one of the reasons that a third of the angels fell with Satan because they bought into the to this very thing. It affected them as well. This pride and this hatred for us, therefore lucifer sold them a bill of goods that they would be one day be able to take the throne over so what happens that's the first thing they try to do after the flood is take back take back the throne take back ownership and rulership of everything that's been created try to take it back from god try to build a tower to kill god and they still think they can do it because they're still working on the plan, even though they got the, the knockout punch when Christ raised from the dead. And a true child of God that loves Jesus Christ. And I'm going to use this word universe in just a, you know, I'm not talking about the nebulous and galaxy. When I'm use this word, I'm talking about everything God's made. What's on the other side of the firmament? But if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus and you are born of the Spirit and sealed to the day of redemption, that makes you the most hated creature in all the universe. Can you understand that, David? Yes, I do. You guys, under, you're the most hated But I'm talking about by the fallen angels, by demons, or most of the demons. That's a whole other subject. Or most of the fallen angels. I'm going to throw that word most in there because of another thing that I have my opinion about. But by most of the fallen angels and by most of the demons, you're the most hated thing in the universe. Therefore, if you're doing something for God, if you're even attempting, if you in your heart make up your mind to serve God on the level that we're supposed to, you will come under attack. If you're in a ministry that's actually having an effect on the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, do you expect them to sit back on their haunches and play five-card stud? or do you expect them to attack the fortress? You see what I mean? There's a war going on, folks, which brings me to the point of the book by Jesse Penn Lewis, War on the Saints. See, the same thing, the same atrocities, folks, I'll use that word, the same bad things or atrocities that happen to us happen to people that are lost as hell. They suffer the same pain as we suffer, that we have to go through. But we get it in a bigger dose. And they're the ones that get it. The lost, the ones that are lost, they have to go through the same stuff. Because there's no temptation that takes us, it's common to mankind. Same thing happens to us, it happens to others, but, you know, it rains on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. So the battle takes place, and a lot of, I've known Christians that absolutely admitted to me, sitting right across the desk from me, say that that was the reason that they, that they were not go that they didn't sell out one hundred percent to God. At least they were honest because they had heard good teaching and they knew that if they sold out to God, they were just putting themselves on the front on the front of the battle lines, the front lines. And I'm telling you, as your teacher, when you sell out, if you sell out, you will be on the front lines you will become a prime target with crosshairs right in the middle of your body, metaphorically speaking. For every type of demon, for every type of uh, any type of creature that that, that comes from the other side or that's on this side, they know your name. They know who you are. You're on the hit list. Why bother somebody that's not doing something? That's why you got so many churches that's just full of wealthy people that got everything covered. They're no, they're no, they're, they're, they're no problem to the evil one. They pose no threat to diminishing from Satan's kingdom it's when you become a threat to his kingdom and a threat to the souls that he possesses right now that's when you become a target a big target the more you can do for him the more you can do for god the more you can um grow the kingdom of god the spiritual kingdom the more under attack you'll become And it's laid out the way you live and your your armor and your warfare and your weapons are laid out in the New Testament. Paul gives them to you in detail. And if you don't avail yourself of these things, it's worse than it would be that if you did avail yourself of these. Even if you avail yourself of all of the weapons that you're offered even though you're sealed even though you're in christ you're still walking a purpose in this life with a goal in sight, whether you know what it is or not satan's got the purpose figured out and he's going to try to cut you off at every corner He's gonna throw roadblock after roadblock after roadblock because we are in a war. I don't know how much plainer that I can say it. You're in Paul likens it to soldiering in a war in an army. He likens it to a boxing match. He likens it to running a race. He uses different illustrations, likening in the Christian life to these things. And until you understand on a daily basis, understand that every 24-hour period you live, you're in this battle. He... Why would somebody in a battle send 100 troops after somebody that had their legs cut off and were wounded and were bleeding to death? Why would you send 100 troops after them, after that person that was laying on the side of the hill? You wouldn't. You'd send your battalion of crack forces, crack of crack troops, your special forces, after somebody that was going to pose a threat to your plan and pose a threat to your side, to your soldiers. You follow me, David? You follow what are the, the? Y'all follow me, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I follow you.
1: Now, you may think you understand this, but you will not understand it till you get down on the spiritual level and think spiritually. And understand the word when the, what the word of God's talking about when He makes these when Paul makes these statements like He does. And the more you incorporate this into your life, n- no cross, no crown—all those verses I'm harping and talking about all the time. Until you incorporate this into your walk, into your Christian walk, you're not walking. You're not not running the race. Paul said, I have finished my course. I have won the race. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord God shall give me in that day, and not to me only, but to also them that love his appearance. That love is appearing is like it means loving the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ enough to be obedient in the walk. It's not just this ethereal head knowledge love. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Old-timers understood it. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? Nope. There's a cross for you to bear. And there's a cross for me. And the closer you get to the Lord, the easier it is to bear the cross. Me and Brother Pete, we're we're closing in on the finish line. Since we're there, and Brother Dave, I keep thinking of Brother Dave is 30 or 40 years old, Brother Dave. That's a compliment, <laughs> man. I always think of you as uh, when we're the same age. Keep, yeah, <laughs> that's a compliment, yeah. brother. But well, thank we're, you, I guess. we're, we're closing in on 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 we're closing in on the finish line. Now you folks think about that for a second. That finish is the end of your race, the appointed time of your last breath. Now, what do you want to be doing? What do you want to be found doing? Yes. See, see what I mean? Yes. Do you think like that during the day? Is that those kind of thoughts? Cross your mind? Are you too worried about the stock market? I've got two mind and earthly things, as Paul says. It, it broke Paul's heart because people, because he couldn't get this the points I'm trying to get across to you guys. And whoever's listening to this, it broke his heart. Sometimes it, it breaks my heart, but I I find myself sometimes getting cold. And the burden of getting through it sometimes is not as strong as it is at other at other times. And that's just me. Screwing up in my, my, that's me not on the right path I should be on in my spiritual walk. Getting hardened when I should, my heart ought to be getting softer. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Go to Philippians chapter three, Brother Dave.
0: Okay. Okay. And right down then, where
1: Paul, right down below where Paul gets through saying, uh, "I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are before, I press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling okay. of God in Christ Jesus." Right below that, start reading. Read that I may, may...
0: Yeah. Okay. Verse ten, I believe. Yeah. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself.
1: Amen. Amen. So Paul, Amen. getting on it right there. Absolutely. In the same context as what we're talking about. Paul says, Be ye a follower of me. And I, over and over again, he says that. I've told y'all before, and I say it again. You want to know how to walk the Christian life? You got two examples, Jesus Christ and the Apostle Paul.
0: One thing I I think I need to say, and you know, in verse 19, because it corroborates what you were saying earlier, and I fully agree with you about the saints that, you know, don't want to get fully serious with God because uh, they know it will bring attacks upon them, but they are also promised. Until the day that God says, "Okay, come home," protection to some degree. But oh, absolutely, I, yeah, okay. But my my point is this: not disagreeing at all with anything you said, just that it's a warning, because those who who start to be cold towards the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a slippery slope. It's yes. a downhill, and Amen. you you risk losing the fellowship and presence and protection of God. Absolutely. And and rewards. Yep. And, and so you thought you were going to, you know, protect your earthly existence here and live out your days. You're risking certain death. You don't mess with God and his calling and what he wants you to do. You say no. A number of times in the day may come where the God says, "Okay, well, you're never going to do what I want, then may as well get off this planet.
1: That's right. And that
0: and I I just felt that was needed. I wasn't going to say anything. Then I I read this here and again, we read Philippians 319 whose end is destruction whose god is their belly and whose glory is in their shame who mind earthly things go. and if That's we right. if we search those earthly things too long resisting god resisting the spirit comes a time maybe god just says oh well turns around come on home i gotta talk to you
1: he'll turn you over to it. he'll let you be captured by satan at satan's will He'll pull back that protection, like David said, and Satan will capture you according to his will. We read it the other night. Not a single preacher I know of ever brings this point out. And I mean not a single one. That you make you can be taken captive by Satan at Satan's will, Amen. if God hasn't got that protection around you. And what Brother Dave's just told you is a good way is a good way to lose the protection. Amen, Brother Dave? Amen. Amen. Excellent points, Brother. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter
0: 5, Brother. Okay, verse 4. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit.
1: Okay. that he had not given you the full dose. He's given you the down payment. Folks, when we get the full dose of the Holy Ghost, in the end, it's going to be you. all that miraculous stuff that the Lord did after his resurrection is going to be imparted unto you. Every bit of it. The mind of Christ, the wisdom of Christ. You'll have to have it because you're going to be judging. See? You'll have to have it because you're going to be judging other people. You're even going to be judging angels. So you'll have to have the same wisdom and mind of Christ to be able to judge righteousness. Bet you hadn't even thought about that, have you? That's the reason the judgment seat of Christ takes place before the great white throne judgment. You've done got the full package when the great white throne judgment takes place because you're going to be judging, you're going to be there at that judgment judging. You're going to know you not the saints who judge the world Know ye not, ye shall judge angels? where you're going to have to have the wisdom and knowledge of Christ, the complete, to be able to do that righteously. You're going to get the full dose of the Holy Ghost. Right now, we just have an earnest down payment. That's what earnest is, like earnest money. We've got a down payment. That's the sealing of the Holy Ghost. That's the sealing of the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. That's to keep you safe from ever getting out of Christ. That's your safety net that keeps you in Christ. Otherwise, the first sin you committed, you'd be hell-bound immediately because it only takes one sin to condemn a man. One. One. Because you have to meet the standard, and the standard is the righteousness of God, and as you're going to find out in the last verse of this chapter, exactly what I'm saying, okay?
0: Continue reading, Brother Dave. Verse six. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord.
1: When you Wherefore, get to verse 8, are you? can you say that and mean it with all your heart? That's a world detector. That's what I call it. That's the world detector. That shows where the heart's really at. I, I didn't put this into, I didn't write the word of God. <laughs> I I'd have wrote it more uh, applicable to the old flesh. But to be, to, to, to be rather, to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Paul said having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul puts you under conviction, man. If, if Paul's teaching don't put you under conviction, that's the reason a lot of people stay away from They can't handle his spirituality. They're just like he talked about in Philippians 3, those who mind earthly things. His God is their belly. Nothing allegorical about none of that stuff, folks. He means what he's saying. Those who mind earthly things, just Friday night, the three-hour program, I busted that wide open, as I do quite often when I get on one of those rants, because it's true. That's how far away we are from biblical Christianity today. Because no more, not more of God's preachers are pounding that home. Because they've sold out and compromised themselves. How could you do it? How could you be a hypocrite and preach that and be just the opposite in your own life? You'd be held double accountable for it at the judgment seat of Christ. That scares me to death. So therefore, I make a point to disassociate myself from the factions of this world, the way the world talks, what the world believes, and what the world's pushing as much as I possibly can on purpose for that very cause. You can rest assured, I've said it a million times, the Bible says it enough, you can't get it, you don't want to get it. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Paul said, who mind earthly things. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. That's the three things that Christ was tempted with on Mount of Temptation. If the Lord carries, if the Lord carries, and the more control that Satan gets over, the governments of this world more than he does now. Once, once he convinces, quote unquote, professing Christianity. Once he convinces them all the way that people that teach like I teach and preach like I preach are that say we're we're an enemy of the world. We 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 can cause harm to the harmony of the world. We're we're dividers, see? If you're doing what's right, you're a divider. You're not a compromiser. You don't placate the world in the world system. You don't pick up the names the world uses. You don't use the names the world uses if it's contrary to what the book says. That's just one step you've compromised. Don't give a darn what you think. That's what the Bible says. As Paul says, the fashions of this earth pass away. I know people right now that try their best to just to try to to block that out of their mind and justify themselves to saying that's a, that's the wrong interpretation <laughs> when that's just what the book said. You don't act like the world, you don't talk like the world, you don't dress like the world. The further you get away from the world system and the, what the world does in earthly things, the closer you are to God. The more, the more you become a target. You, be, you become an enemy of the world. You can't serve two masters. You'll either love one and hate the other, or hate love one and love the other. Yes, you can't serve God and Mammon. You can't do it. But you've got buku people that try. And all the justification and excuses in the world. It's like they carry a book of excuses in their back pocket, metaphorically speaking. And when you bring out this literal teaching, they reach for that book of excuses. And it all boils down to where the heart's at. It all boils down to where the heart's at. Say, what about that talking from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh? Where the treasure is, there will the heart be also. That's enemies to what the world teaches. That's contrary. That's, That's totally the opposite direction from what the world says. And the people of the world and the preachers of this world and mainline christianity and religion that's what the word see, you're enemies to them and when they get the go-ahead to do away with us that's the point i was driving at a while ago or so rudely interrupted myself you're going to be hunted like a. you're going to be hunted okay you're going to be called out And you're going to be asked the questions. There's a time period coming, according to the book of Luke, chapter 21, that says you're going to be asked questions. And at that time, you're not supposed to even give any thought to what you say. You're supposed to let the Holy Spirit speak. You're not supposed to sit around and dream up what you're going to say to try to cover your butt. You're supposed to let the Holy Spirit speak, which which if you want to know what that means, it means the Word of God. Go to Luke 21. Let me show y'all where that's at. Luke 21. Brother Dave
0: i'm there and just start reading it's all good okay verse one and he looked up and saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury and he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites and he said of a truth i say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all for all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all living that she had.
1: And that's what I was talking
0: about Friday night. That's <laughs> when I brought up what I brought up Friday night. Go ahead. Verse 5. And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake
1: okay now that's happened in the past remember when you're looking at prophecy you look at past present and future okay don't forget that it's necessity you understand that go ahead brother
0: and it shall turn to you for a testimony settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate before what ye shall answer for i will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist there you go go ahead uh, okay and you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends and some of you all that
1: uh, that compromising didn't be you no good
0: see Mm.
1: not if you're not if you're written not if they know who you are and know what you are you're gonna be by you're going to be betrayed by husbands, by wives, by by your own kids, by your friends, supposed friends. Everything's leading up to that, folks. If you don't have that, if you, if your mind hasn't scoped that in, that's the way the world's headed. That's that's the way politics are headed. That political correctness is the first step toward that. Changing the word sodomite and homosexual to gay, which is a Bible word, which means having a good time. Or being lighthearted. And Brother Tony Adams was talking about the other day. The world's implanted that in it is taking away the Bible meaning, telling that the, that the the faggot's supposed to be gay, and immediately a person that knows what the words he sucker, ain't gay. They commit suicide. They're wicked. They're sodomites. They're detestable to God. Nothing about them gay.
0: They're faggots. Go ahead, brother. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake.
1: That's good enough right there. That, 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 that says that you're going to be hated by all men for my name's sake. And you will be. It's done happen one time in the dark ages. And after the crucifixion. It's going to happen again. Read Revelation, it tells you. Read Daniel, it tells you it's going to happen. Daniel 11 tells you, you know, some will be strong and do exploits. You know, that's to be killed, put to death. It's going to happen again. And I feel so, and I'm going to say this, and I say this with all sincerity and sadness of heart there's some out there that will hear this that they can't do anything about it there's some that's lived their life they're so set in their ways they've never been taught the truth about these things and they're so set in their ways they're judging because they've judged themselves and compared themselves among themselves thinking well i'm not that bad well, well, they do it when they're supposed to be comparing themselves to the Lord Jesus, the Apostle Paul, or somebody that's actually walking the Christian life and obeying the Scriptures. But there's some that can't do any; they can't help herself. They can't help herself. That old saying, "Teaching an old dog new tricks." They've got past the point of no return. Outside of the, the Lord himself working a supernatural act, which he can do, and he may choose to do, but the odds are stacked against those people. Because they were not told the truth. But if they hear... The book being taught correctly, then they have come to the knowledge of the truth. Now they're responsible for it. If they've never heard it before, I imagine that'll be the ones that the Lord does the supernatural work on. But if they have heard it before and rejected it, lightning, lightning, I mean, truth rejected becomes lightning, folks. And where there's no knowledge of the law, there's no transgression. I'm speaking Bible. I'm not making these things up. There was a time period when nobody knew the the absolute truth, and it says God winked at it. But now there's no winking going to go on because they've got the perfect word of God, and it's been preached across this plane back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for 2,000 years. And it's still being preached by the, by the remnant, the real truth. But I feel sorry for them. That's got, that, that, that they, they've sold their life out. They've sold their life out to their friends, to their family, and to the world. And not one single one of those three things is going to help them one solitary bit at the judgment. Even though their motives were just as pure as the driven snow, it's in direct contradiction to the plain word of God. And folks, if you're walking with somebody and you know that's true and they disagree with it, the Bible's got that covered too. Can two walk together if they be agreed? Rhetorical question. No, they can't. So choices have to be made. Difficult choices. That's the reason the Lord made some of those quote unquote outlandish statements that he made that people's tried to meta- allegorize and get rid of about brother hating brother and, you know, wives, shall, daughters shall turn against their mothers. And yeah, people try to get rid of that stuff. But the Bible just keeps reinforcing it to one witness, two witnesses, three witnesses telling you the very same thing. Continue reading, Brother Dave, let's just finish that on now, That's good prophecy.
0: Okay. But, uh, verse 18, but there shall not an hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and jerusalem shall be trodden down of the gentiles until the times of the gentiles be fulfilled
1: absolutely did it happen absolutely 70 a.d See, you got do you got prophecies dual fulfillment of prophecies that's going that's coming in here just right and left luke 21 writes this and said the time of the gentiles there, were, there was no time of the gentiles going on whenever the whenever the, the, the first of the gospels paul's the one that brought in that paul and peter and pain and it's mentioned again in romans I've told you about the influence of Paul's writing that had on had on Luke because Luke followed Paul the latter part of his ministry till the day he died. Luke was with him. So, Paul, you, you pick up on these Pauline um phrases in the in the in the book of Luke. And I've never heard another Bible teacher bring this out. Not that I'm smart at all. It's just the Lord showed me. Never heard another one. I'm sure, I'm sure they have. I'm sure there's probably hundreds of them that's seen it. But you see the, the Pauline influence on Luke's gospel, the time of the Gentiles. Paul mentions it in Romans 11. It's a phrase that only Paul uses, and Luke. But you see, dual fulfillment of the things that nothing's new under the sun, folks. God requires that which is past, Ecclesiastes 3. Verse 5, there's nothing new under the sun, that which has been to be again, which plainly gives you scriptural foundations for dual fulfillment of prophecy. And it's going, you have to write, divide the word of truth. You see those things that were fulfilled, that's where the historicists get all screwed up. They don't understand that. And they see these things happening today that's lining up with the word of God, and they don't know which they stay away from, don't know which way to turn. Because for so long they were the predominant prophetic teachers. They were the, they were the predominant ones in Protestantism, the post millennial historicist. And now they see all these things that makes the literal interpretation of Scripture be absolutely like on the front page of a newspaper, genetic manipulation, hybrids, which was was a fantasy to people in the day of Martin Luther and John Calvin. Not anymore. And 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 I haven't heard of one historicist yet that has admitted the fallacy and accepted the truth and written and realized that the futurist that they put such a bad name on it is 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 being fulfilled right. The scriptures being fulfilled right in front of their face. The possibilities for 100% literal interpretation. Is everywhere, all around them, and it's a sad thing. It might help with a little revival amongst Christians if they would if they would change their ways. But like I said, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, and cognitive dissonance is a tough thing to get rid of. For me. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Finish that on that Yeah, you know. Go ahead. And
0: you know, let's turn one little candle on for some of our dear brothers who might come by. The people here already know this, but, you know, we're living in the times of the Gentiles right now, right? Right. Right. Okay. So, Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So who's <laughs> trodden? Yeah, who's trodden down Jerusalem right now? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, some Gentile folks.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's, you can't beat it with a stick. This you can't beat these scriptures. You just can't beat them. People just are they're they're, they're, they're mentally lazy, spiritual mentally lazy and they will not listen to that still small voice of the spirit trying to show them different. But you're happy, good point, brother. Continue reading, excellent. Verse
0: Verse 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. No,
1: the not, we just we just spent two programs or three programs about stuff that's coming up on that's going to come on the earth that'll cause heart attacks. Those armies of Joel too, and Isaiah that we went over cause people weak hearts to fail them. Fake alien attack coming on the earth. Something coming on the earth. From where? Underneath. (laughs) Underneath. From the ends of the earth. From one of the four corners of the earth. There's no end, folks, to a ball. <laughs> Amen. And there's no end to a ball. It just goes around and round and round and round around. The only way you could you could make that apply around and around and around would be going around the, the around the firmament around and around because it is round like a compass, you could go around and around that by the borders, you could call that around and around but not around and around like everybody else thinks. One of the biggest deceptions ever pulled is this ball earth trap. One of the biggest deceptions ever pulled on, on, on humankind where they divorced common sense and went with the man with the with the number one religion of today, scientism, which is nothing more than a religion. That's all evolution is. It's a religion of faith. <laughs> That's all it is. Yes. <laughs> Oh, when he was a tadpole, he began to begin. Then he was a frog with his tail tucked in. Then he was a monkey in a banyan tree. Now he's a doctor with a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's your stupid evolutionist. <laughs> That's the way they try to teach. But evolution's dead, for all practical purposes, it's dead. The DNA, the discovery of DNA, shot it downhill. Completely. Yes. It proves yes. there was a designer. I don't even know why they even still bring it up. They're just making the jackasses out of their cell. Jackasses. pure jackasses. And then they'll turn they'll eventually turn to the designer, and then they'll be well, the designer isn't God of the Bible. designer was something that come from Zeta Reticuli. They'll wind <laughs> up with something like that. They could go, they can go that route. Never yeah. mentioned how wrong they were about the other, see. Even one of the leading evolutionist, God-hating scientists there is, even admitted under interview that he could go with the designer. But but he but he called us in, in mid-sense, said, Yeah, but that design would have had to come about by evolution, see. I forget what the guy's name was. Under interview because evolution's dead. But anyway, back to Second uh, uh, Second Corinthians, brother. We got a okay. lot to get.
0: Verse nine, Second Corinthians, chapter five. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of Him. For We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. You know,
1: that word jumped out at me today, too. You know, it doesn't say good or evil. It says bad. A wrong choice. Doesn't call it sin. Just bad. That jumped out at me this afternoon as well. You ever thought about that, David?
0: No, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, just a bad mistake. Just a, yeah, bad
1: mistake, and it it was yeah. it, sin because hmm. see, the, the Christian can't sin. The Christian, the, the, the inner man can't sin. Yes. Because he's born of God, and he cannot sin. He's still to the year of redemption. That's what the Bible says, folks, not Brother Don. That's what the book says, okay? 1 John chapter 5, I believe it is, 13 and 14. I think that's the reference. He that is born of God does not sin, neither can he sin, because he's born of God. For his seed remindeth any man he cannot sin, because he's born of God. Anyway, continue reading.
0: Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but we give you occasion to glory on our behalf that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart.
1: Well, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them that glory in appearance and not in heart. You see, they glory in appearance on the outside and speak, speak enticing words, but their heart's just black as fuck. Just as, just as deceived as it can be. Comparing themselves among themselves and judging themselves, they're not wise, folks. As I mentioned a while ago, going along to get along—the worldly phrase, going along to get along. Everybody here, ever to hear religion talk today, you would think that um, that Christ was all about what well, Everybody's supposed to get along with everybody else. Everybody's supposed to do whatever it takes to. To have peace or to get along in a relationship. Never ever just do what you've got to do to get along, even if it means going against your own conscience, what the Lord's telling you to do. Just go along to get along to keep peace. Well, Christ said he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And a sword divides. And I've done talked about it earlier tonight, and I ain't going back over it again. You know it's there. And that's with ones you love with all your heart. We're earthly speaking. That's division with even those that you love with all your heart, earthly speaking, like human love. Natural affection. Verse 13, brother.
0: For whether we be... Beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again.
1: That's just like Paul said, and I preached the other night. You're not your own. You are bought with a price. You're not your own. You're a doulos. King James cleaned it up, called it servant. In the Greek, it's slave. Doulos. Servant sounds nicer than slave, but it, in the Greek it's slave, and we should henceforth live unto Christ, not to ourselves. There's no more living to ourselves than ever Well, and what's people doing? They're doing exactly that. I mean, I'm probably hated for teaching the way I tell well, I know I am. <laughs> I hear about it. Because it's contrary to, to, to so many church to church teaching today that is pitiful. They do not want, they do not want to lose that congregation. They do not want to lose it. Them pastors do not want to lose their salary. It's amazing because, and not, 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 not thinking on, not thinking eternally. Doctor Ruttman used to say this, and and I've said it before to y'all before, and I'll say it again to remind you: we should live every day of our lives in the light of the judgment seat of Christ. 'll keep it, that'll keep you in between the lines that'll keep you on the path'll that'll, that'll, that'll enhance your love toward the Lord Jesus and your love toward the others I'm talking about love toward others I ain't talking about sloppy slurpy I'm talking about the love or concern for their soul. think Paul hated that brother that got caught fornicating? He hated that brother. You think he hated him? No, he didn't hate him. But he rebuked him and told him he was supposed to be churched. They churched him out of love.
0: Continue reading, brother. Verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new.
1: If you can't sit back in your easy chair, or on the couch and close your eyes and think back to a time when there was a change in your life, when you quit loving the things you used to love and started loving things of the Lord. If if you can't look back and see a change, a time when you changed, When you, walk, when you quit walking a certain path and started walking another path in the heart, not on the outwards, not on the outside, but on the inside. If you don't remember a time to when, where you used to couldn't stand to hear somebody rant and talk about God and the Lord Jesus Christ for two hours, and then all of a sudden you do want to hear it, If you don't remember a time when you look forward, a time when you didn't even open the Word of God, and now you open it and you're interested in it and you love it, have a love for it. If you can't remember a time in your life when there was a change, then guess what? There never has been a change. Now, that's between you and God. I'd do some heavy praying about that one. Because there's no, going to be no excuses. There will be no excuses after hearing the truth. Verse
0: 18. And all things are of God Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him.
1: That's what I told you earlier, that Paul would, tell you about that righteousness you have to live up to and it, you can't live up to it in the flesh you're made righteous by God himself you by when you become a by a member of the body of Christ you carry Christ's righteousness and that's the only righteousness that gets you in the door is the righteousness of God and that righteousness of God is Jesus Christ. No good work you ever did. No prayer you ever said. It was repentance toward God. It was a change in that life, a change in the heart. When Paul mentioned earlier, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, hey, I didn't write the book. I didn't put that in there. The Holy Spirit did. Unless you have the righteousness of God, you're lost as a golf ball in high weeds. And unless, you, unless there was repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ and love began toward him, and a love relationship started walking with him then there has, there's been no change there's been no transplanting of getting away burying your old godless righteousness and putting on the righteousness of God which is Jesus Christ those who are in Christ have put on Christ as Paul says because that's where your righteousness is And it's the righteousness of God. It's perfection. That's in salvation. That's your eternal security. And the way you walk and the way you treat the very fact of being given God's righteousness and the way you treat the one that died for you and you treat his book, determines your inheritance and your reward and your lack of being ashamed and being naked, whatever that means, and suffering loss at the judgment seat of Christ. Because you will suffer loss at the judgment seat of Christ. Unless the motive is turned toward these things that we go over here night after night after night. Unless that new creature grows. Unless the spirit of God works in you. Some people listen to this program and then they turn it off. And then they go right about. They're no different than they were the week before. And the week before that. And the week before that. And the week before that. And so on and so on. Not nothing new. Not no desire of newness to walk in the spirit has been displayed. Though it's preached to them. Over and over and over again, and the Spirit of God has knocked on the door till his knuckles has got his knuckles are bleeding, metaphorically speaking. And at night, he's got to where it, that the knock is a lot softer; it's not as loud as it used to be. Now it's just you catch one knock every now and then. And then finally, it's going to get to the point to where he can knock and you'll be totally deaf to it. Like David was talking about earlier. Heavenly Father, thank you for this awesome chapter in your word. Yes. Thank you that you preserve these words for us to point us in the right direction and, and to convict us, Father, by your Holy Spirit that we would seek a more righteous life with you, Father, that we'd be more like the Apostle Paul and forget those things which are behind and reach forward to the things which are before and 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 do something about that in our life, Lord Jesus Christ. To to pray about changes that need to be things that need to be changed in our life. Yes. Um, things that we need to 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 major, we need to major on in our life instead of majoring on the minors and minoring on the majors. We we need to major on the things of the book, major on the things that are heavenly. Uh, Our conversation is supposed to be in heaven, not on this earth, and not mind earthly things, Father, but mind the things that has to do with you. And we've repeatedly laid it out over and over and over again, those, those small things that can be done, small things, but it just, it's contrary to the flesh, and it's contrary to that old man, and therefore it holds some of us back, holds some down, and we have to get the victory. We have to get the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God and by this Word of God, and Father, I pray that you touch the hearts tonight.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Areas that need to be touched, Yes. I pray that if there's been anyone that has not noticed the change from one creature to another, that they repent toward you laying all their filthy rags down at the yes. altar of their heart tonight and put on the Lord Jesus Christ and trust His righteousness from this moment forward yes. by faith and accept that free gift of grace that you offer. Father, for it's in Jesus' name I pray and for his sake alone. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334-397-2333. The email is respect to the Lord at Yahoo.com. And you can go to PayPal and sow a reward with the Lord Jesus Christ by going to PayPal, entering respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And that's also Pastor Don's PayPal account. And you'll see Don Spears Ministries come up. And you can sow a reward with the Lord Jesus Christ by offering, giving an offering to this ministry. And you can write. Letters, send cards, pictures of yourself to be prayed over, requests for teachings, questions, offerings to Pastor Don's home address at 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1. File Alabama, zip code 36017. That's 36017. Don Spears Ministries Sermon Times are Friday and Sunday night on TalkShoe here simultaneously downloaded to YouTube, where it's also stored. And you can also enter the archives at TalkShoe, but remember, when you go to TalkShoe, you have to use Google Chrome. The sermon times are 6 Central or 7 PM Eastern. And you can come at 6 Central, 7 Eastern and listen to us live forward slash forward slash www.talkshoe.com forward slash studio forward slash four nine seven one three four five. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you on Friday.
1: Lord willing and health permitting, we'll be back Friday night with um, Second Corinthians chapter six. Hope each and every one of you have a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night,
0: everyone. Plus.